of you ever wondered maybe what your menstrual cycle is telling you? Maybe what your period is telling you? Maybe why you feel the way you feel? And is there ways to actually mitigate the way that you're feeling during your actual period? Well, our next guest, Nicole, she is a menstrual cycle coach and the founder of Season and Cycle, where she deep dives individually into those questions. In this episode, we actually talk about the overarching um, topic of what your period is trying to tell you, how you should go about finding this information. And on top of it, she kind of gives us a peek into the health class that we never really got as women, but we definitely should have. Hey, Slay Nation. It's your host, Heather. We're back with another podcast episode. Today, I am with Nicole. She is the founder of Season and Cycle and a menstrual cycle coach. I'm super excited to jump into this conversation. But before we get started with today's topic, go ahead and intro yourself. Thanks, Heather. Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm a menstrual cycle coach and educator and advocate. And what that means is I work with women to reconnect with their menstrual cycle so that they can stop dreading their periods and start living in partnership with their bodies, which is something that we, for the most part as women, um, are actively working against our bodies daily without realizing. <laughs> I think... Um... <laughs> I think it's intuitive at this point, right? You know, <laughs> um, it's always like that time of the month. So I had an interesting conversation with you um, a little bit off, you know, offline. And I wanted to dive into this a little bit more because there's such this, I feel like it's a trend. It's a wave that's coming where it's like, you know, people are, are saying, you know, I'm not okay with being so tired or in so much pain or whatever around my my period. And it's just not okay. There has to be a better way to do this. And I actually learned recently that those types of symptoms around your period are not normal at all. <laughs> so um, can you, as a menstrual cycle coach, can you kind of just tell us, you know, what our periods are trying to tell us. Absolutely. And I love that you're acknowledging the wave that is coming. And I'm personally so excited about this and want as many women and people with periods to jump on that wave of just like coming to the realization and claiming that like, we're not destined to suffer. It's not hard <laughs> to it's just like not how we're built. We're actually not meant to feel this like extreme and debilitating pain each month. If that's something you experience, which is my personal story. Um, so I get it. I've been there and you're not alone. It's very common. So like, one thing I like to really call out is none of like these things are all very common, whether it's like your period pain, whether it's uh, mood swings, like extreme mood swings, um, irritable, being very, very irritable, like your spouse wants to maybe just like hide away a couple of days a month. Um, and other things like extremely heavy periods or missing periods or things are not in fact normal, but are very, very common. And also a lot of times we're told as women, um, those symptoms aren't really paid attention to, or they're written off, or they're maybe attributed to something else, but actually all of those can, um, potentially be attributed to what's happening in our menstrual cycles. And a lot of them while common 
are, are not normal are also something that we can address with um, like natural lifestyle practices in addition to Western medicine support. Like I'm, like we kind of talked about, I have a very holistic outlook on these things and I work a lot of times in like a support system or network with a woman or a person with a period who's maybe um, experiencing these things and also working with a medical professional to make sure, you know, hormone levels, um, that there's nothing like fibroids or cysts or anything out of the ordinary going on. But if you've like my story and a lot of my clients' stories, if you like have been to the doctor a hundred times over your life to talk about these things and you've been like poked and prodded and your hormones have been tested and you've had pelvic ultrasounds or whatever it is, I've had them all. Um, and you're still told, well, it all kind of looks fine. You're like, there's nothing fine about how I'm feeling. <laughs> You're like, I am hurting on a monthly basis. <laughs> Solid two weeks. This is not okay. Yeah. So that's where a menstrual cycle coach like me can like uh, come in. And that's actually like where my journey of healing really began is when I start becoming, I started becoming aware of my menstrual cycle and starting to understand not only when these symptoms were occurring, but kind of like what other patterns were happening, not only when I was on my period, but throughout the entire month, because what's happening throughout the entire month can tell us a ton about what's happening in our period and may, maybe why we're having these types of symptoms. Okay, let's dive into that a little yeah. bit more, because I don't think a lot of us put two and two together um, about what is going on in, around the rest of the time in which we are not experiencing our period. Yes, that's a great place. Okay, so therefore, I'm going to start with the basics because we have never, for the most part, been taught this as women. I always, like, in my uh, kind of, like, signature program, talk about this as, like, the health class we never had. And I go a lot deeper <laughs> with clients, but I want to give a high level because I think it's so important and it's something that, like, I didn't even know for, like, after decades and, like, most of us don't know, like, who have periods, what is actually like, what our menstrual cycle is and what it's doing. So we don't just have our period and then the rest of the month, everything's the same. We actually, um, our hormones are fluctuating throughout our entire cycle, which is from like the first day you bleed is day one. And then that goes through your cycle and every cycle is just as unique as our personality. <laughs> and I like to say like, just as we've gotten to know ourselves, if you're, you know, over our lifetime, we can get to know our cycles as well because they are unique. So you may just a couple other little myths to want to like bust here. Not every person who has a period has a 28 day cycle. Um, some people do. I don't. Um, very few of my clients do. So really, yeah. So there is a range of normal, um, roughly ranging from like twenty to twenty-four days to maybe like you know thirty in like the mid, early mid thirties range. Um, outside of that, that is something you want to talk to your doctor about. But yes, within that range, uh, like a lot can be normal, and you can fluctuate month to month. And how do you know? How do you know? Like yeah. your, okay. the days. So you do my favorite thing in the whole world, which is chart your cycle. <laughs> and it's not the same as having a period tracker app. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I have one of those because we all get busy as a business owner. Sometimes I'm like, oh, even someone who tracks my cycle religiously, like as a daily practice, sometimes 
it can surprise me. So it's actually good to track. Um, however, you if you already have an app, great. Like, don't give that up. But then charting itself is like a deeper practice, and it's a daily practice of connecting with our cycles. Um, and what that what what we start to do is we basically would track from day one. So the first day we start bleeding, like having a full period, not spotting, a full full period, like two let me track that would be day one and we like keep going around the circle <laughs> until we get to our next the first day of our next period and so you'll see like for me for example my average is like 25 days so i know that um around day 25 26 i'm going to start my period again but within that cycle there's four um phases and they can be equated to the seasons in nature from kind of a, an energy standpoint. So our period would be our inner winter. Our, um, the next phase is called our follicular phase, which is basically from when you stop bleeding to when you ovulate. And the other myth I wanted to bust is that we do not all ovulate on day 14. And that's like very important. I am not a um, fertility awareness educator, but I, I use ovulation for a lot of uh, reasons with my clients and just tracking ovulation for menstrual cycle awareness, but also just do like to call it out that we don't all ovulate on day 14. So don't, don't look at that. Don't go by that and like be surprised if you get pregnant. <laughs> yes. Or if you don't like, so menstrual cycle awareness. And charting can actually be a really amazing preconception care practice. So if you know, oh, you know, in a few years, I want to get pregnant and I want to try to have a, a family, it's great to start charting your cycle years and like as soon as you kind of hear about it, I think you should start charting. <laughs> um, but it, specifically, it can be really helpful because you're going to know your body really well and you're going to know um, that like where your ovulation is occurring more likely than most people who are kind of just like take a shot in the dark of, I think I ovulate around this day. I think a lot more people are getting a lot, like it's becoming a lot more common for us to like track that as yeah. well actively so, trying to get pregnant, but it, it can be really great to start years before just so you know your body. Okay, so if I'm charting from the beginning of my first period, my first full day to the next, what are like my phases that I'm going through that I'm like tracking? Because I'm like, okay, cool. I'm tracking. I'm watching this stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So your period, again, that can equate, if you might hear it called like your inner winter, I like to use that. And that's talking about the fact that that's, um, it's a more inward time in us. We're also... Um, which kind of would be like winter. We're also like obviously bleeding, um, potentially experiencing symptoms. So this is also a time when we want to really focus on rest and how are we allowing our bodies to rest? Because that's like a major job. That's a major process that your body's going through <laughs> when you're on your period, right? And like we wouldn't- All the rest of us just ignore it. I'm like, I'm going to power through, keep moving. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that's how we're taught. Like, that's how I grew up. So, I mean, I was like the queen of powering through. And and honestly, like rest is such a such a thing to be like rediscovered and renegotiate our relationship with as women. Like it was never modeled to me what rest even looked like. I don't know what that is. I'm still yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and it looks different for everyone. 
So, um, and then, okay, so that'd be your period. So you're looking for that. That's typically going to be around like three to five to seven days. And then you would transition into your inner spring or would be called like your follicular phase, which is where you're done bleeding and headed towards ovulation. And that's also when estrogen starts rising. So when we're on our period, our hormone levels are at their lowest during the month. So that also is why you might just be tired or feel funky or off because your hormones are low. Okay. So then, so then you're moving into your inner spring into your follicular phase, which is the next phase and the estrogen starts to rise, which brings with it more typically more energy, more feelings of wanting to be like outward and social. It's an interesting time transitioning between those two because a lot of us are just like, hello world, I'm back. But actually that can have repercussions later in your cycle, which I will talk about. So you kind of think about a bear, like a bear doesn't come like running out of the cave after winter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our body's kind of like in that state and that's how we can think about going into our inner spring. And then ovulation continues to rise and it's going to peak at ovulation. So then that third phase, um, and it also is, it's, it's a point in your cycle, ovulation, but then your ovulatory phase is typically a couple of days before and after you ovulate, you're going to be like, um, hormones are peak levels. So your energy is probably going to be highest. You're going to feel most outward and social. You're going to want to do podcast interviews or like be on your social media more often. <laughs> um, these kinds of things can be normal, can feel normal, but this is also where charting can be really helpful because they may, you may not be experiencing those. And if you're not, that could be actually, I don't even like to use the word symptom, but it could be a cycle sign that something is imbalanced in your hormones or in your cycle. And it could also help indicate if um like if i had a client who was not experiencing this and was experiencing the opposite we kind of explore that and if they weren't tracking for trying to pinpoint ovulation that's a good time to start doing that because you may not be actually having a you might not be ovulating in that cycle so these are just kind of the things where it's something seemingly small and maybe you wouldn't even notice it every month but you get like really fatigued around ovulation could actually be telling us something about ourselves that we are barreling through otherwise and could be telling us that our fertility, um, and I talk about fertility holistically, like it's not just about conception, but like our fertility has, is our overall health and well-being as mm. with wombs and periods. So something could be going on there. So then from there, we go into everybody's favorite phase, which is the fourth phase, which is our premenstrual phase. And I hate that phase. <laughs> so right. I not like a happy person. <laughs> that's the common thing. And that's also how I used to be. And um, I will say I've like learned to love it. And I don't, I'm not one of those people who just like all oh, period positivity all the time. But for me, what I realized is actually I'm introvert and that inward turning of energy, I was ignoring it for most of my life. And when I learned to embrace that in these phases that actually brought a lot more ease to the rest of my world and to my cycle. So what's happening there is our hormones have like peaked and then they're starting to fall, but also progesterone is doing its thing. It's actually rising a little bit because if you have conceived, it's there to sustain the pregnancy. But if you haven't, it's also 
still those levels are there and that's nice because it's actually a calming hormone so that also is where we may start to just feel more inwards we may like not have as much energy and we're naturally being calmed by our hormones but then but then eventually progesterone also goes down which means all our hormones are going down kind of bottoming out <laughs> before we get into our period which is something I really like to point out. And um, like this particular thing changed my life um, in realizing that. So I used to be in therapy quite often and had a lot of fears around anxiety and depression. And my therapist at the time was also a mindfulness coach and she started having me track just daily mood and energy. This was before I even got into menstrual the menstrual cycle work of charting that and what I came to realize is where I felt like out of control and like I was having these unpredictable depressive episodes month to month or I didn't even attribute it to month to month at that point what was actually happening uh, when I started to track it, it was the same two to three days every single month it turned out for me fast forward a few years later became a certified menstrual health educator and coach in my training, learned about the menstrual void. All the pieces clicked. <laughs> so the menstrual void is when the hormones bottom out. Um, and my, one of my mentors describes it as like you plan a party. So your body is planning a party almost. So like they're putting an egg, they're inviting some sperm, like nothing happens, right? You don't conceive. And it's like nobody's showing up to the party. And so you're, and then you're hormone. Like, how you need do you your downer. Like, right. Like, how do you feel if you plan a party and no one shows up? So that can kind of be what the menstrual void can feel like for some women. And for me, it felt like this, like, when I didn't realize the cyclicality of it, it felt like this scary, uncontrollable thing. Now I know, all right, I'm going to have two or three days a month where I'm going to be really depressed. I'm not going to feel like myself, but it's just, a phase is what I'm now able to identify and I can put in like self-care practices that I've developed like my own toolkit and so I help my clients do of what are those self-care practices that I need around that time and that I have the awareness of when it's happening and I can apply those then so it doesn't feel as scary it doesn't feel like this thing that my body's like this thing that's out to get me or I'm like out of control when it comes to my moods or emotions or in that phase, cravings, uh, irritability, you know, those, the, those are things that the menstrual, premenstrual phase is most typically associated with. And so I just, that's a little bit of why you just think about what's happening in your hormones. And it is, it can be like a two week phase. It's the longest phase of our cycle. And you may feel very differently at the beginning of it than at the end. So I think that's where it all kind of also kind of it gets a bad rap is because we're experiencing these kind of ups and downs. We don't have the, the language or the awareness or the tools of like, well, what do we do with this? It's like, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and here, here's my thing too. So, okay, we're experiencing this thing, which honestly, I've kind of sat here and I'm, I'm like, I, I've been paying attention to my cycle, but I've been talking to other people about um, their menstrual cycles or other coaches, other doctors and that kind of stuff. And the only thing I kind of keep coming back to too, is like, I'm like, dang. So like two weeks out of the month, like I'm not me like that's, that's freaking shitty. Um, that's not yeah. fun. 
So I know too, I'm like, okay, I may not be the one who has severe depression, but I know someone who does have that when they get their period and they're like, oh, I'm just feeling really down today. That means my period is like such and such days away. Uh, or it's like, for me, I am super tired and I'm like, I just can't with the world. Um, everybody is getting on my last nerve <laughs> and I'm like, where is my chocolate ice cream? Um, so, <laughs> so my thing is like, is there anything as a holistic, you know, taking a holistic approach to this, is there anything that we can do to help mitigate these, yeah. these symptoms? Yeah. That's a great question. And I do like to just like, it's language, but the way we're kind of like a reframing uh, thing that I like to say is like, it's not, and reframe myself around <laughs> and work with my clients on it's an ongoing thing is instead of feeling like it's not, I'm not myself half the month, it's I'm a different version of myself who needs different things and feels like showing up in the world differently throughout the entire month and that's okay like that's normal and it's normal and <laughs> there are things we can definitely do and I think I alluded to some of this within you know it's like anything that's cyclical in nature what we're doing in one phase of our cycle actually kind of plays into and helps support or disrupt the next phase and so on and so forth so actually what there's a lot of ways to look at this, but like what you're doing during your period, especially, and those like days leading up to your period, it really comes down to rest. And I'm not saying you have to take days off work, although some countries are starting to implement menstrual health leave, which is amazing. <laughs> Where are we at in this? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, you know, we have kids, we have families, we have jobs. Like some of us, can't so I arrange my schedule as an entrepreneur now I arrange my business and my schedule in a way that supports my cycle it's not strict I you know our lives still happen especially in entrepreneurship shit, shit happens things come up um but it's how it's like the intentionality that we're bringing to it and the awareness again it comes back to the awareness okay so if we're aware of we're in our inner spring for example and our period ended a day ago and all of a sudden we're in back-to-back -back meetings and this and that and we start to feel irritated and fatigued you can look at that and say oh it's because i haven't given myself enough like ease or slowed down like for myself maybe i need to do a 10-minute meditation that morning going into that busy day because i'm just in a different headspace versus if i'm ovulating and i wake up i could maybe just like jump right into those meetings work a really long day and then like go out for happy hour after and be fine so it's just that awareness and finding like what are those tools that work for you it's not about creating like a new to-do list of all these health and wellness things on top of your already busy schedule it's like looking at your own lifestyle and saying what do I like to do because joy and pleasure are actually like two of the female portals into <laughs> being Oh, like, I don't want to go, I'll go very deep into that. But basically bringing more pleasure, joy, and rest into our life is really going to support us in all of these cycles. And that's going to look different for everybody. So to your point, chocolate is one of my joys. And it's definitely a self-care practice that I incorporate into my menstrual, premenstrual phase. I also incorporate like a lot of roasted root vegetables and squashes because those natural sugars 
are actually going to help offset my more major sugar cravings that I used to experience in the past um, because of the way it helps balance your blood sugar. So there's, so there's things we can look at. I keep saying holistic lifestyle practices and I want to like clarify those can mean basically things that we're doing around food, things we're doing around how we move our body, things we're doing around how we care for ourselves. So self-care, rest, but again, pleasure, joy, how we're incorporating those things into it. And then it can also have to do with our daily rituals, our daily routines, or the rituals and routines that we purposely incorporate in different phases throughout our cycle after we get to know our own cycle and ourselves and what we need. Um, but yeah, I always have a bar of this, my favorite raw chocolate. Um, it's Honey Mama, I think is the name. <laughs> you know, it's it's super wood woo-woo chocolate, whatever, it's like $8 a bar. But I, as a self-care ritual, I buy myself a bar <laughs> in my premenstrual phase and I have it because it's like depriving ourselves of what brings us joy in a time where our hormones are already kind of like taking us for a ride what's the point in that and then that's going to kind of like create offness and funkiness in other parts of our cycle it's like anything right if we like whack a mullet down over in the premenstrual it's gonna like pop up in ovulation or like pop up yeah and so, so it's almost like just feeding into your cravings a little bit more or recognizing them and um you know i guess Maybe if you are trying to be healthy, maybe choosing a healthier, a healthier option or something that can still hit the same craving. Um, how is the holistic as- aspect of this when it comes to treating like cramps or treating um, maybe like the depression or anything like that? Is how, What's the holistic approach to this? It's a great question. And I will say it's a holistic approach and paired with medical support because especially mm. so period pain for example there there's kind of normal bad period pain that could be caused by some of these lifestyle factors and there's period pain that could be attributed to other things such as endometriosis and so that's something you really want to work with your doctor on to to look at what else is going on as well that might be causing this there are things holistically and the way we're living that could also be causing it. I'll talk about it in a second, but I also want to touch on the depression and mood swings piece of it because I think it's really important we talk about like the menstrual health in relation to mental health. And there again is kind of like a normal, I hate to use that word, but there's, there's kind of just like regular mood baseline caused by hormones. And then there is, um, something called PMDD, which is um, premenstrual depressive disorder, which is something that you would want to be sure that you are getting diagnosed and then working with your doctor and mental care. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. So, so it's again, and this is why like every single person I taught, like literally I say the same thing to every person that ever asks me, well, what do I do about all of it? The, the very first thing you do is you just get in the habit and you start tracking and start, you start charting your cycle and bringing awareness to your menstrual cycle. Because the only way you're gonna really know a lot of these things 
about yourself is if you bring awareness to them. And you're then able to take this information to your uh, doctors and talk to them and say, these are the things I'm seeing. I've been tracking this for three months. This is consistent for me. I'm experiencing this. And it allows you to be an advocate for yourself with your doctors. Because, you know, doctors may kind of brush some off. Some might, and they're getting better for sure. Mine's awesome. She's amazing. She, you know, she looks at this kind of stuff. And I think the more prepared we can come in with knowing ourselves and having this information on ourselves, and saying, this is not my normal. You know you're normal because you've been tracking, you know when something's off, or you know your normal is not something that you're okay living with. So like for me, my normal was severe period pain. And like, I was not okay. Even though that was my normal, yeah. I was like, this is not something I'm living with. So have worked with my doctor and um, yeah, I'm like down the endometriosis path personally. Mm -hmm. But I've also been able to heal a lot of pain symptoms with natural lifestyle practices. And so those can include things, honestly, as simple as, and you, you can do several of these, but rest is the number one. And again, I'm not saying take whole days off of your life. Like not all of us, most of us cannot do that. But it's figuring out what rest looks like and what what actually helps your body rest like where what refreshes you for some it might be a bath with a magazine and just saying like to your spouse if you have kids or if you can get like a caregiver to come help out or i need one hour when i'm on my period to take a bath it's also about things like batch cooking so you're not having to cook or think a lot about things on your period so you can have more time to rest it's also in like how we prepare our foods. So there's actually a lot, there's a lot of foods from a nutritional standpoint that can help with our hormones, but also um, from kind of like an energetic standpoint and just a physical standpoint, if we eat warm and cooked foods, it's easier on our digestive system, for example, and our digestive system and our uh, menstrual cycles and our womb spaces are actually really interconnected. And I don't know if anyone has ever had like a smoothie or something like ice cold drink when they're on their period and their cramps get worse. There's actually um, like the cold drinks and things are harder to digest or like salads are harder to digest. And our digestive system is weaker during the second half of our cycle because our body is gearing up to and bleeding, which is a big mm -hmm. problem that takes a lot of energy. So when I talk energy, I'm I am talking a little like I'm there's so many things to that, but some of it's just like physically how we're supporting our bodies in letting them off like function optimally, depending on what's going on. Our, our like ovulation, our digestive system is strongest. And so I like salads, smoothies, ice cream, like that's when I eat those more often because our, like my your digestive system can digest those better. So there's things like that that we can do. There's also things like we were talking about the gym uh, earlier offline and <laughs> our workouts, right? So there's there's things we can do when it comes to rest, um, when it comes to how we're exercising. So instead of exercising the same throughout an entire cycle, we can actually um, we maybe like do yin yoga when we're on our period if we feel the need to move, or like literally a nap could be your workout. 
when you're on your period and just making these things normal I would love for my nap to be yeah and and honestly like I don't like to use the word should but we have been programmed and like taught as people with periods and women to operate the same as men and actually our biology works on a 28-day cycle which is called your infradian rhythm and the male biology works on a 24-hour cycle so men are okay to wake up and do the same workout day to day or like eat the same thing day in and day out i don't know like if they want to like make a change they usually like make a change and then they like drop 10 pounds or they like get all this muscle and it's because their bodies are on those 24 hours and they can kind of like adapt to that really quickly. And so for us, like we have these 28 day infradian rhythms, which is actually a really beautiful thing because it gives us these different perspectives and experiences throughout the whole month. At the same time, our whole society and the way our work days and everything are set up are set up on this 24 hour. So I always like to say, like, don't blame your period. It's not your period's fault. It's literally the world that like the modern world that we're living in that's giving your period hell. And then your period Which is in turn is giving yeah. you hell. <laughs> it's just doing the best it can in like the world that you're asking it to live in. So there's so many things we can do there. And again, it's like starting with bringing that awareness and then making these small tweaks. Like, sure, we can't change the fact that most of things in modern society operate on a 24-hour clock, but we can change the way that we approach uh, our day-to-day life. Yeah. We know like what what's going to be most supportive in any given day for us. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to bring this back to Uh the top of this conversation where you kind of mentioned like how you kind of give this intro to all your new clients about like the health class you never really got, but you should (laughs) have. And my dream is that like all future menstruators will at some point (laughs) oh my gosh I mean I'm sure it'd be amazing to be able to know a little bit more about ourselves right um I think I I mean personally um it's one of those things I mean having you know been on this side of the microphone and talked to so many different types of educators when it comes to women's health and menstrual health and all this kind of stuff and it's just like the lack of knowledge in this in general um, in the women's health side of things is really scary. So the fact that we are now talking about this as much as possible and trying to bring up these things and it's like refusing to live the way that we're actually, you know, society has told us we had to for, you know, ever, <laughs> you know, it's good. It's good. And I, uh, and, you know, we at Sochi Slays want to help perpetuate this and give it a, a platform even more. Um, I want to talk about that health class though. Like what are these, what are, what do we cover in this health class we should know? Um, and are there myths that we're bu- busting here? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I think we've busted most of it. Well, not most. We've busted we tackled the chunk of them. In this, which is, uh, we shouldn't, we don't, mm, again, the shouldn't's like always come out. And I don't want to. <laughs> it's normal to not feel the same every day. And that is a myth, I think, that is there that like we, and it's demonstrated to us time and time again in society that we should feel like doing the same thing day in and day out and we should like feel the same every day. 
It's normal not to. It actually means our hormones are doing things, which is good. <laughs> we want them to be to be doing their thing, right? Um, the other is that period pain and um, mood swings and things like that. Again, like a small amount of those, not super concerning. Could be considered normal. But I think most of us experience them at a level that we've just accepted as okay and normal. And really it's common, but not normal. I think those are like the two biggest myths. One I also like to always bring up in this class is like ovulation matters whether or not we're trying to conceive because um, our period, and this is beginning to be widely talked about is like our period is our fifth vital sign as women. And every month we get this check-in opportunity that people without periods don't get. Our bodies, our period is talking to us. Most of us are choosing not to listen or, and, or don't know the language. So that's something I like to talk a lot about is like, what is our body's language? And that comes back to charting, like all things. So in the class, the way that I like to like, I call it the class that I like to teach is we start with hormones and we start with what's actually happening. And I don't go like, there's no textbook like, I mean, if you want to, you can geek out all day on hormones, but we're talking like the basics of what's happening, what are those fluctuations, so that we know as we start to chart and see how we fluctuate through the months, like how is that interacting with what our hormones are doing and having that basic level of understanding, having that basic level of understanding of what's normal and what's not normal, which we've been talking about. Um, and also just having that basic understanding of what's your normal. Because I think that's really important and something that's not talked about enough is every menstrual cycle is unique. So until you get to know your own, you don't know your normals, you don't know your patterns for the most part. Um, and from there, I really like to go into, um, that's really the base like starting point is what, what the hell's going on with the hormones? <laughs> Let's meet them. What are these phases of the menstrual cycle? What from a holistic standpoint can we do? And then charting our own cycle so that we know ourselves. Once you have those foundational pieces, then you can start to experiment and explore and integrate these things into your life. But that foundational, I always like to say like empowerment through education, like, like to help like empower people through the basic education that we didn't get about just what the heck's going on. And then from there, I think I, it could be the bubble I'm in, but I'm seeing more and more every day about cycle thinking and like do this for this part and this for this part and this, which is awesome and great. But unless you know your foundations first, it's kind of like throwing this baby at the wall. It's like, if you don't know when you're in that phase, you could actually be trying these things in a time your phase that could be counterproductive. So we get to know ourselves, then we start to play and have fun with like what are these different things I can start to incorporate and then because we're charting we're able to see how these things are helping us or how these things are maybe hurting us mm -hmm. um, and then yeah I, I also think like I touched on this a little bit with knowing ourselves so we can advocate for ourselves um, with our medical providers and just in the world that's a big um, piece of this health class we ever had as well just learning how to advocate for our own health yeah so my question then too what about the people that are on birth control that's a great question so it does depend for the most part if you're on a hormonal birth control which would be like the pill or the bar or the 
uh, Mirena or hormonal IUD, you're actually not experiencing a true menstrual cycle because the way that the hormonal birth controls work is they basically suppress ovulation. And so when that's happening, your hormones aren't actually doing the natural fluctuations that they would be doing if you're not on birth control. Um, a lot of the women that I work with are actually women who have just come off of or are planning to come off birth control and want to reconnect with their natural cycle because they haven't felt that for years or decades in some cases. And just are kind of like, this thing's going to come back and maybe some symptoms are going to come back, but I don't even know, like, <laughs> I don't even know what my natural cycle feels like. And that was my story as well. So I'm, I love helping women in that um, transition. If you are on it though, um, and then for some, um, the Paragard or the Copper IUD, some people do still ovulate when on that, some don't. So that can kind of fluctuate regardless of whether you're on birth control or not. And I'm like, your body, your choice is like 100%. There, we can still work with our menstrual cycle. We can still work with the energies through the lunar cycle because they actually mirror each other because the lunar cycle is 28, 29 days on average. And if you think about it, um, we're mostly water. Think about how the moon pulls the tides right? It creates the waves and all those things. We're mostly water as humans. So you better bet the moon is also influencing us. And that actually kind of mimics the menstrual cycle. And so this is a really beautiful practice. If you are on birth control, but you want to start to have, feel this connection, because once you come off of it, again, this is where like preconception care and menstrual cycle awareness is really great is you're already in this rhythm. You've already started to get to know yourself. You're in the habit of charting and understanding what's happening month to month with the moons. And then you can kind of just transition it to your natural cycle. It's also great if you have PCOS or um, are breastfeeding or just for any reason experience an irregular cycle and your cycle is just too unpredictable where it's at to chart it with your actual menstrual cycle, you can use the lunar cycle um, as a way to do that. And um, I also have a lot of women in my life who are postmenopausal, and they like to use the lunar cycle as well to stay connected to that cyclical nature after they stop having a period. It's also really great if you have daughters, if you have young daughters, tracking with the lunar cycle and having it be like a mother-daughter thing of if you chart your menstrual cycle, she can chart with the moon cycle. Um, and that's just a fun way to like, in those years leading up to menarche to um, again, just like start to build that connection with self and, and that cyclical nature. So. Absolutely. Okay. So to wrap this up a little, uh, where can people find you, get in touch with you, join these classes? Yeah. So I'm at season and cycle, like season in nature and then A-N-D cycle, like the menstrual cycle. On Instagram, um, that's also my website, seasonandcycle.com. I have a, so I've been talking about charting nonstop. I have a free class, Chart Your Cycle, Change Your Life, that and it's a class and toolkit. Um, so it's gonna get you started on that, which again is like the number one thing I will tell anybody who asks me where to start. Um, love teaching that. So that you can find on my website and also information on uh, my class. So to speak, um, which is meet your menstrual cycle. And it's a 12 week 
it's a mentoral mentorship. It, I'm there one-on-one. There's some one-on-one experience to it. And it's also in a group, but there also is a, a course, a class that we're working through over those 12 weeks. That's going to take you from that overwhelm and dreading your period and confusion uh, to living in partnership with your body and being the best advocate for yourself and your health that you can. So that awesome. is website as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like I learned a lot today. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully we'll get you back on to answer some more questions here. Um, but until next time, Slay Nation, thanks for listening.